Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. on thoughts. Today we are talking about the drama triangle. So this is a concept developed by Stephen Karpman and it relates to so many areas of life. We thought it would be really helpful for you guys to hear us talk about it so that you can think about maybe some dynamics in your own life that could kind of fit into this framework. So maybe you have some of these relationships happening in at work or in your family, your immediate family, extended family, friend groups. You can kind of find it anywhere. And if you think you have never been in a drama triangle, you are likely wrong about that. Think again. Yes. So let's dig into it. Okay, guys, here is the drama triangle. I'm going to use my dramatic voice because that's what this needs. I'm just kidding. I'll just talk normal. But we have got a triangle. I want you to imagine a triangle. On one side of the triangle, at the top, we have a victim. Um, In the other corner, we have a rescuer. And in the other corner, we have a persecutor. And all together, these people interact and play off of each other and kind of create a lot of drama. That's why it's called the drama triangle. So let's talk about each of the roles so you can kind of identify who you are and maybe who other people are in your life, right? Just a note, this is not when we talk about like the drama triangle. We are talking about archetypes. Um, So, you know, an archetype like a hero and a villain, We're talking about general big roles that people play. We're not talking about like specific, like nuanced behaviors. So we're going to talk in kind of generalizations and all or nothing terms. But then as you apply it to your life, obviously modify that as needed. It is never as black and white as on the paper in your own life. So be aware. And then the other caveat is a victim is the term that we're using. We're not talking about victims of abuse. Let's get into it. So the victim is our first role and is kind of at the top of the triangle. Everything kind of centers around them. So the victim is someone who believes that life happens to them and life is unfair. And they're kind of just stuck in this cycle of everything bad happens to me and I can't control what happens to me. So why do I even try? I'm just kind of like going to roll over and let life happen. And then I'm just going to be like sad and depressed about what happens. The next role that we have is the persecutor. So this is the person who is pushing it onto other people, blaming other people and saying, this is your fault. So this is where you get a really black and white thinker who's like, do it or don't. And if you don't do it, you're weak. 
really just those people who are like, "Mm, well, if you had followed the rules, you wouldn't be hurt right now. Or I told you not to do that because that's going to happen. So of course that happened. I don't feel bad at all. And they're going to push everything back onto someone else so that they don't have to feel any uncomfortable emotions. They love to blame, they love to shame, and they're just going to push it away from themselves and try and hold people accountable, but not in a way that is any way helpful, but is hurtful, right? Next, we have the hero or rescuer. The rescuer is the original term, but a lot of people call it the hero because I guess people relate to that. People want to be the hero. (laughs) You know, I see it. I get it. This is someone who feels good about themselves when they save someone else or solve someone else's problem. Classic codependent, right? So I feel happy when you are happy. How can I make you happy? What can I do to enable your behavior? What can I do to help you? What can I sacrifice of myself to your benefit? That kind of a thing. So like, yeah, let me help you. I'll do that. I'll take care of that. No problem. On and on and on it goes, right? So then you get this interaction between these three sides of the triangle and things can get pretty toxic pretty quick. So the way that this interacts is that you have people who maybe switch between roles in one conversation or you have someone who generally just stays in one role and it can really just be very flexible and change all the time. It's really helpful to recognize when you or someone else is in one of these roles though because then you can allow yourself to step out and change your behavior and change the cycle. So a common uh, situation that we talk about in mental health is substance abuse, right? And so the victim would be the person who is using illegal substances, who is addicted and who is having pretty major problems as a result of their addiction, right? The rescuer is the person that they're going to come to and be like, I need you to bail me out. This happened. Oh, I need 50 bucks to buy groceries, but really I'm going to use it to buy whatever drug I want. You know, their DOC drug of choice. And so they're really saying like, Hey, I need you. And the rescuer is like, okay, I'll do it just this once. Or I had to give, I had to let them stay with me. Otherwise they would have been homeless. Okay. Well now they're doing drugs in your living room. So what now? Right. The persecutor is the person who's like, you are addicted to drugs because you are a weak person and you need to figure this out. If you don't figure this out, you're going to be stuck here forever and you're going to deserve everything that happens to you. So you can see how this can really kind of build and, you know, the persecutor is like, so maybe we have a mom, dad, and a kid and the kid is secretly using drugs in the bedroom, right? And the mom is like, we can't kick him out because he needs us. He's only 17. What are we supposed to do? And the dad is like, he's irresponsible and I want him out of my house right now, right? And the victim is playing into the rescuer to try and get the persecutor to join their side and then blah, 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 on and on it goes, right? And it causes splits in families. It causes splits in like spousal relationships and friendships and parent-child relationships. And it can be really damaging if you don't recognize that it's happening and take a moment to kind of step out of it. So let's take this from that awesome example Jessica just said about substance abuse and I want to know what you guys most identify with in this triangle. Maybe we can talk about it in that way and maybe people can kind of relate. So 
What are you guys? Rescuers, victims, persecutors, all start just to really yes. set the stage. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. Uh, I, I think, think I, I know. Well, tell me if you're right then. I am a okay. rescuer. Uh, are you a social worker? Are you a helping profession? Did you uh, make your whole career out of being a rescuer? <laughs> I'm a rescuer with a twist. Ooh. You guys think you know me, but do you know me? So, yes, rescuer. Love the feeling of like taking care of people, yada, yada. But I think I... I'm a rescuer so that I can hold that above people's heads in my own mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's always something I fully communicate, but it's something I can hold on to and be like, well, I helped this person. So that makes me feel higher or better or whatnot. So mm-hmm. like in a way, I think I can fall into the rescuer role and use it to manipulate Mm-hmm. to I don't know in a weird which way. I think happens though right yeah. like I think part of being the rescuer is to have it like boost your confidence and then to be able to be like but look I'm doing really good things even yeah. though you feel resentment for maybe having to help and stuff mm-hmm. yeah like for some reason I think I kind of use it like I hold it over people Mm-hmm. I don't really yes. know how to like explain that because I'm well and I think that that's part of like the drama that comes right is that mm-hmm. we we say okay I'm gonna help you but you're actually I'm sacrificing a lot to help you and you're actually taking advantage of me sometimes or I'm sacrificing something in my personal life to help you and then it builds up that resentment and that's why I think the role of rescuer is not a healthy role to be in. So I think you're identifying it perfectly, KJ, where you're talking about how it can be unhealthy versus being a therapist and helping people in a very healthy, mm-hmm. positive way, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like I'm talking about myself, like at my unhealthiest, like what I was yeah. doing, I think really was some of that manipulative energy with the mm-hmm. rescuer. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing about the rescuer. It's like they take care of people without being asked. It's like they insert themselves so that it's kind of like you can't you can't do this on your own. I'm going to help you. And then, of course, like that person might not be like grateful or as, you know, I don't know. They might not kind of communicate how appreciative they are, but that's because they weren't fully invested in your help to begin with. But then that just kind of makes you angry. Yes. I'm a persecutor. just kidding but like a mild one (laughs) but like I definitely can see how often in relationships I would if I was stressed or whatever if I was in like a in the drama triangle I would probably fall into the persecutor role of like get over it move Mm -hmm. on this is your fault you got yourself into this that's 100% something I could see myself (laughs) thinking and saying and I mean, I think the beauty of all of these roles are is that we step in and we can step out too, right? So I don't want you to think that like I'm always a persecutor, but it's it's in me. I think I can do it. Mm-hmm. I, I could shame with the best of them. <laughs> I try really hard not to because I'm aware of these things, but I think I could. Yes. 
Yeah, but you've had to like do the work to become aware of that, right? And that's kind of a the thousand point percent of like us talking mm-hmm. about this is some people may be functioning in these roles and not see it. But I think yes. Jessica made a really powerful point there is that you step in and out of it. Mm-hmm. You're choosing to engage in that or you can say you know there's a better way to communicate i don't have to stay in this triangle i can remove myself and do it differently mm-hmm. yeah and it's interesting to see that like if someone else is playing a role in the triangle i would be a lot more likely to step into the role of persecutor if that yeah. makes sense yeah. so that's why it's so important to be aware and be like oh this person is like kind of playing the victim okay i I'm not going to step into that role of persecutor in response. I think a really common way that you can see the drama triangle like playing out now is we've had a lot of really politically charged conversations lately. And so I can see myself falling into that persecutor role a lot when people are playing the victim role with their politics. I'm Mm -hmm. like, oh my gosh, get over it. The world is fine. You're fine. You just need to cooperate with people or like, If you just don't do this, you don't have to worry about that, you know, and it's a very like sassy tone that I take in my head a lot on social media. Luckily, there is that barrier to typing things. And so (laughs) that I can pull myself back and be like, okay, they're just being a victim. That's their thing. I don't need to engage, you know. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be a keyboard warrior. Oh my gosh, never. I truly am like to take the time to type out something oh, that is mean. So, yeah. Just not. But people truly are in that role of persecutor and they just are in that role and they don't even realize they're in that All role. The and they will 100% be like, why are you being such a baby? My candidate won. Get over it. You know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's true. I feel like I don't, when I'm reading this, I kind of step in and out of, of each role. You know what I mean? with different situations. But as I'm looking at the victim, I can really relate to that early on, especially in like romantic relationships. Um, I was very kind of like, um, I didn't have a really good example of like a father figure and like men just sticking around and stuff like that. So I really did fall into that kind of you know, I can't do this. Poor me. I'm just wait. Like if I'm in a relationship with a really great guy, like my husband, you know, I'd be like, he's just going to leave me. Poor me. I'm helpless. You know, like I would complain, feel helpless and hopeless and feel rejected, even though there wasn't a whole lot to feel rejected about because I had like a really great guy that loved me was committed to me, but I was like, poor me, you know? So for me, I can really relate to like that victim role there. And then there'd be different people that would like step in as like rescuers, like, Oh, I'm going to rescue you. And of course that never Mm -hmm. worked out because it's not what I wanted, you know? So I kind of had to like really realize that like, at least in, you know, like committed relationships, that's where I was kind of sitting. And then I had to like, work through that, step out of that and be like, I'm actually in charge of my life. You know, even if somebody does something crummy, like that's okay. Cause I'm still me, you know, mm-hmm. and I can move forward with that. So I can definitely relate to that one in my history. Well, we make a perfect drama triangle. Then. <laughs> I love it. The drama that we create is just unparalleled. You I know, know. It's people true. wish they could be in this drama triangle with us because it's healthy <laughs> i thought you were gonna just say it's hell stop, yeah. <laughs> just stop halfway 
So the question <laughs> that needs to be asked, right, is how do we stop the drama triangle? Because if you find that you're engaging in this with some friends or family members, or maybe like your whole family just is constantly switching roles all day long, you want to change that, right? So we're going to offer you a solution. First, get therapy. Always. But just not Always. literally. Okay, so how do you fix this? How do we change the cycle? We want to allow you to step out of that role and to just recognize it. That is the first step. The first step to really anything in the therapy world is awareness. So look at what's happening and accept that maybe you are in the role of the victim, the persecutor, or the rescuer. Accept it and realize that you're not a bad person in any way for that. Just like you're not a bad person if you are the hero of the story. Like it just is part of life. Step out of it. Recognize what it's doing to the relationship and accept that it needs to change. Then recognize the, tr- the patterns because that's how you're going to implement the changes, right? So you can be like, every time my mom talks to me about this, that's when I kind of step into my victim role. So what am I going to do next time she talks to me about this? Maybe every time she tells you to clean your room, she's saying it from a persecutor place, right? So like, Your room is filthy. I cannot believe you let it get to this place. I need you to clean it up right this second. So you're feeling triggered and you're like, oh, woe is me. My mom thinks I'm terrible, filthy slob. I'm so lazy. I can't do anything right. So you recognize that and you say, okay, I want to move from being the victim in this situation to the creator. So that's the first thing we can change. The victim can become the creator. The creator problem solves. The creator creates things for their life, makes meaningful changes, implements action items, I guess, and but they act and they are not acted upon anymore, right? So the idea is they believe in themselves, they can do things for themselves, they can stand up for themselves, and they realize that they're not passive in their own life. So the victim to the creator. The next would be the rescuer to the coach. So instead of stepping in all the time and fixing other people's problems for them, you want to help them fix their own problems by standing back and letting them actually fix their problems. Bet you thought I was going to say about doing it for them, but no, (laughs) stop it. No more rescuer. It is time (laughs) to let them learn from their mistakes step up and live their own life. And the way that you do that is by reminding them that you are there for them as support as they take these steps, right? So yes, I can go to the doctor with you, but I will not call and make that appointment. And I am not going to force you to go. I will meet you outside the doctor's office at 10 o'clock. If you're not there, cool, I'll go home because it's really up to them, right? As therapists, we do this a lot by not allowing people to make appointments for other people because that it just is like if they want to come to therapy, they can make their own appointment, right? So you're going to coach people. You're going to encourage them. You're going to be on their team. You're going to help them make choices, but you're not going to make them for them anymore. Step away and stop doing it, giving you permission because you're probably tired of doing it anyway. So then the persecutor role is going to change to the challenger, 
which sounds kind of confusing. So I want you to think about it this way. They're going to start to challenge the victim and the rescuer, but in a very positive, helpful way. So instead of belittling and putting someone down, you're going to be using kind words and helping them find creative solutions to their problem, right? You're going to let go of wanting to intimidate and push people down and make them feel small and instead help them grow and change by helping challenge the status quo and whatnot in their life, right? So basically you are helping that person take accountability and you're helping yourself take accountability just in life in general. So basically, if we have a triangle now that has a creator and that has a coach and that has a challenger, things are going to go well. Even if you only have one of these, things are going to go well. So building off of that, going back to the example that Jessica talked about in the beginning with substance abuse, maybe how that would look as if just one person shifts, like say the mom shifts from being that rescuer and that enabler and she steps out and is that coach right that's the right word Mm -hmm. then she's giving support in a healthy way that's not going to cause her to burn out and it will hopefully in an ideal world move her son to action Mm -hmm. and doing things that are helpful for him Yeah, and modeling a healthy behavior from like rescuer to coach. Hopefully it would take that persecutor role, let them see like the success that's happening from moving to coach and hopefully that would move a persecutor to a challenger to a softer angle. Mm -hmm. The idea is that you can't like change one role without other people having to shift in Mm -hmm. some way, right? Because the victim, if no one's rescuing them, like what are they going to do? You know, they're just going to go find another rescuer and end that relationship, or they're going to adapt and start to take care of themselves. You know, it's a beautiful, wonderful thing that even if you are in one of these triangles, you can shift and everyone else will hopefully adapt or the relationship will end and that's not on you. You know, I think it's a really interesting lens to look at relationships through, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think it kind of breaks it down really simply so that you can identify what your patterns of behavior are and how that's continuing that cycle and shift even just one pattern and see how that affects what's going on. Yeah, because like we've talked about in the past, emotional awareness is probably your greatest tool in your life in terms of your relationships, work, school, pretty much everything. So looking at your relationships or your environment through the lens of a drama triangle will just allow you to be more emotionally aware. And that's what we're all trying to move towards. I know that sometimes we look at the drama triangle and I'm even sitting, you know, I'm sitting here and we're like talking about it. We're like, which one are you? And I'm like, oh, admitting that I'm the victim. Oh, I had to like swallow a little hard that I yeah. used to do that, you know, but it's kind of like, yes, I used to do that or I currently do that. And that information is only good. Like recognizing that trait, knowing what to do next will move you through it instead of denying it and ignoring it and then continuing to have conflict-filled relationships. So it is a hard pill to swallow sometimes, but it's worth it for the fact that you can change for the better. Mm -hmm. 
because it really is like it can leak into your work life. It can work and leak into your school life, into your friend life. You know, it's something to definitely be aware of. Shift it, but don't shame yourself for being there. And don't let that persecutor shame you either because they're good at it. I would know. So really, (laughs) just really allow yourself to be vulnerable, to accept that this is where you are. And then just realize like, as soon as you notice it, you can move out of it. It truly is that easy. And if you need help moving out of it, that's where a therapist can be so helpful. If you show up in the therapist's office and you're like, I'm a rescuer. They're like, okay, I know how to help. <laughs> I'm a persecutor. Okay. Let's, let's just change the way you speak to people, change that language. I'm a victim. Okay, cool. Well, let's help you take control of your life, you know? And so then you can be that creator. You can be that coach and you can be that challenger. If you guys need more help on relationships, don't forget that we have a relationship course. We talk a lot about boundaries, codependency in there. A lot of this stuff is going to come back up in that relationship course, and we'll go into a lot of detail on how to do it. So you can find the link in the show notes. It's just as like a deeper dive into some of this stuff. So if you have any questions, please reach out because we love to talk about this stuff and we would love to help you exit your role and enter another role. And I guess that's it for us today. All right. See ya. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process. So please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com. And if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Vrijic from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.